Hello and welcome to the first episode of Clear Clutter Fine Time. I'm Bridget Johns and I'm excited to be your host. This podcast has been an idea for the last two years and it's very exciting. It's finally out in the world. My business, Be Simply Free, helps busy women to stop, focus, notice what is truly important to them rather than continuing on the hamster wheel of life, which is pushing them closer and closer to burnout. Society has told us we need to give to our partners, children, employers and friends before ourselves and we're exhausted. Our calendars are overflowing with work, housework, kids after school commitments and many of us are feeling like we've got no time for ourselves. I've lived this and I now support women to unclutter their homes, calendars and minds. I bring my years of business project management experience to help women project manage their home life. I teach women to prioritize, organize, communicate and delegate so they've got more time and energy to live their best life. I do this by working with people all over the world via Zoom from our farm in South Australia and through my online course, which is also called Clear Clutter Fine Time. Now I'm looking forward to sharing tips via this podcast to empower you to live a life where your home and mind is uncluttered so you can be simply free. In this first episode, which will be released almost to the day of my 19th anniversary from moving from the city to the country, I thought I'd share how I overcluttered my life, then decluttered it so I could focus on collecting more moments and less things. I now intentionally make space in my calendar to be an employee, business owner, wife and mother, and still take 26 mini moment vacays so far during 2023. Let's go back to the future and meet 2004 Bridget that moved to the country with 60 pairs of high heel shoes. In late 2004, I was completing my food science degree in my hometown of Adelaide, South Australia. We were all starting to apply for jobs and I saw a food industry development officer role with the York Regional Development Board based on the York Peninsula, which is two hours from Adelaide. I applied as resume practice and to my surprise, I got an interview and I did the interview as interview practice. And I still remember to this day, my future boss calling me and saying, how do you think you went in the interview? I said, I know all the theory, but I lack the practical experience. And he said, yes, you're a green frog, but I'm willing to give you a go. And that was a real sliding door moment for me and changed the trajectory of my life. I thought I'd finish a uni degree and move to Melbourne or Sydney, London or New York and work for a multinational food business. And when I took the job in country, South Australia, I still planned, I'm always planning (laughs) to do a two year stint and gain experience and then move into state. Fate would have it that I would meet a farmer slash shearer at the local pub three months later, who I affectionately call Mr. Farmer on social media, and I would never leave the country. We got married five years later in 2009 and we moved to the family farm in 2013. I've always enjoyed collecting moments and as a career focused travel lover, when I decided to stay in the country, we agreed to travel overseas each January after harvest was finished. And we did that until Mr. Now 11 was born. I also wanted to progress my studies and I completed a master's of business administration, diploma in community development and a diploma of positive psychology and wellbeing. And I moved from working in the food industry into economic development and education roles as a regional manager. We kept adding more and more into our lives and we coped. Mr. 11 was born in 2011 and Miss 10 was born in 2013. I was fortunate to be able to take 10 months maternity leave after each child and I returned part time between my pregnancies and after Miss 10 was born. But life got busier. I kept adding more and more onto my plate. 
There's only 1,440 minutes in each day and I let sleep and looking after myself drop. The mental and physical load of being a wife, mum, employee and friend became overwhelming. I expected myself to deliver a full-time workload in part-time hours and pay. I'd taken on more of the household responsibilities when I was home on maternity leave and I didn't let them go. I took on more volunteering responsibilities because, in inverted commas, that's what mums do. In June 2015, when I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old, it all became too much. I went to a work meeting where we were planning a community event for RUOK Day. The irony is, in my work life, I supported young people's well-being and resilience. I knew all the things we needed to do to look after ourselves, but I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. It was an eye-opening moment for me. Luckily, I recognised I wasn't coping and something needed to change. I held it together at the meeting, but then burst into tears when I got into the car. I called my boss and said for the first time, I'm not coping with this workload. Thank goodness my boss was so supportive and we stripped back the expectations I'd placed on myself and prioritised my workload and decluttered the unnecessary things I was doing. It was such a relief and I felt lighter. That night again, in tears, I told Mr Farmer how I was feeling. He didn't know that was how I was feeling and he happily said he wanted me to not feel overwhelmed and we took baby steps to divide up the responsibilities it took to run a household. In my home life, things continued well and we started travelling Australia and collecting moments, not things with the kids. In my work life, I ended up spending 16 years in contract positions. It was stressful as each December, I wouldn't know if I had a job to go to. Mr. Farmer would say, don't worry, you'll be fine. You'll always land on your feet. But I'll be like, but what if it doesn't work out this year? At the end of 2017, my regional manager role was centralised to Adelaide. In 2018, I took on a lower responsibility and a lower paying role, and it was one of the happiest years of my life. Being so career focused, I expected myself to continue to climb the corporate ladder, which was actually making me more miserable the higher I got. The centralizing of my job was actually the best thing that could happen. Also in 2017, we started to include our kids in the decision-making process of where we'd go on holidays to collect moments. Mr. Then Six said he wanted to see the snow, so we saved up for 18 months and went on a skiing holiday with friends in July 2018. On that holiday, Mr. Farmer dislocated his knee on the Tuesday and I snapped my ACL and sprained my MCL and LCL on my knee. We're definitely good at collecting some unwanted memories. On my surgeon's advice, I did conservative treatment and didn't have surgery to fix my ACL. And I actually started an anonymous Instagram account called Farmer's Life Minimalist Life to document my rehab journey and for some external accountability. I also shared the organizing hacks our family used to save time or reduce cleaning so we could get out and collect more moments. Many of the normal things we did that I shared were new and mind-blowing to others and I enjoyed helping them simplify their homes and their lives. In January 2019, I went back to a higher paid regional manager role and was soon kicking myself because I was back to the stress, regular meetings in Adelaide and I really wasn't enjoying it. I started the role in an area I loved, but I was moved to another department that didn't align with my values. In May 2019, after an awful work meeting in Adelaide, again in the car, I burst into tears. The money wasn't worth the stress and the anxiety. I asked myself a big, bold, audacious question. If time and money were no object, what would I do? I said I wanted to be a professional organiser, and that scared the bejesus out of me. I'm a career woman and my ego said I work for state government 
I need to be a manager. I can't throw that all away and start a professional organizing business. Luckily, I didn't let my ego win, but being risk adverse, I researched the bejesus out of the professional organizing industry. I attended their national conference of professional organizers to talk to people actually running a business in the industry. I took baby steps to bring what is now Be Simply Free to life while working five days a week in my government role. I started getting up earlier so I could work on my business before the kids got up and before I needed to go to work. Ten months later, I launched Be Simply Free in March 2020, two weeks before the pandemic started while I was still working full time. My business model was always to work with people over Zoom to make long-term habit change to eliminate clutter for good rather than traveling to people's homes and doing the decluttering with them. A silver lining of the pandemic was everyone was starting to use Zoom and spending more time at home surrounded by their clutter. I left my state government role in July 2020 and being a risk adverse, I didn't want to put excess pressure on my new business, so I took a three-day-a-week role. In September 2021, I reduced my employee hours down to 13 hours a week and I continue in that employment role today. I couldn't be happier with my mix of employee and business life. In October this year, I stupidly tried to have a hit of tennis with my kids, something you can't do if you have an ACL, and I tore my meniscus. So a month ago, I had surgery to repair the meniscus, and while they were in there, they fixed the ACL. It was nice to be able to use some employee sick leave to cover my time off during that time. So life is good at the moment. Every family has their ups and downs. Let's be real, no one's perfect, uh, but ours is intentional. In 2022, I was able to make space in my life for 26 mini moment vacays. I call the mini moment vacay where I can get away from the farm for at least 24 hours. Most of those vacations are with my whole family, some are on my own or with friends or with my husband. I'm up to 22 mini moment getaways so far in November and it's tracking that we'll be able to have 31 by the end of 2023. This only happens by intentionally making space in our calendars to collect moments, not things. And I'll talk through how we've done this in future episodes. So that's a snapshot of the last 19 years. I've moved, traveled, learned, married, birthed children, cried, laughed, yelled and rested. I've recognized the importance of not keeping up with the Joneses. I've recognized that living with less stuff lets me live a life of more. I've recognized that I don't have to carry all the mental and physical load of running a household. My husband and kids are part of the household and they are part of the process too. I've also recognized I don't need 60 pairs of high heel shoes living on the farm. Decluttering my wardrobe was actually one of the first steps I took to declutter our home and our life. So please join me in the next episode right now and learn how I halved my wardrobe and gained hundreds of outfit combinations by having less stuff. Thank you for joining me for episode one. It's done and out in the world. My love language is acts of service. So the best free gift you could give me is to hit a follow in your podcast app. So new episodes drop every Thursday morning. I'll be sharing realistic, actionable and practical tips to declutter and organize not only your physical spaces in your home, but also the time in your calendar, reducing digital clutter, hello, zero inbox and reducing your mental load. If you want to be super generous, please take a screenshot of this podcast and what you're doing while listening and share it on Instagram, tagging me b.simplyfree. All the links to learn more about what I do plus resources can be found in the show notes here. And thank you for having me in your ears. Remember, a year from now, you'll be so grateful you started today using 1% of your day.